your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday. It's a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Actually, it doesn't feel like a Monday yet. <laughs> Maybe because so many things are happening, there's just no time to think about anything. Uh, Donald Trump's in town tomorrow, kind of in town. I guess West Salem, if you want to count in town. We'll talk about that at the bottom half of the hour. Some some news on that. Uh, it sounds sounds like uh, Joe Biden's going to hit the state on Friday. The way these things are working, we don't know usually what's going to happen until a couple of days before. So we'll see where Joe Biden ends up. Maybe he'll end up in Bangor. We'll just keep going that way. We'll just keep going west a little bit at a time. Talk to uh, the airport. See what time Trump's. So if you get outside, you know, you're going to be able to see Air Force One landing at some point tomorrow afternoon. Is Donald Trump's campaigning all over <laughs> all over the state. Uh, not the state, but all over the states of the United Ones throughout uh, today and, and tomorrow. I got to find the link, but he was going to be in Lansing right before West Salem. And I think he added another campaign stop before or after that. So he's doing like three or four four uh, rallies a day, which seems like a lot, <laughs> especially during you know the whole pandemic thing and social distancing. Social distancing, and should we uh, should we really be doing campaign rallies? But also they're outside, right? And I talked to Chagoski about this last Friday. There there is a argument to be made that. You could do these rallies pretty safely. I don't know if Mike Pence should be doing rallies because uh, a whole bunch of members of his staff have COVID nineteen. So does Mike Pence have COVID nineteen? And then they try to like hide it. But uh, these these get checked off. So I'll just you know up till today, up till three, and the the times aren't right. If you go to the Trump events page. You'll see one general time on all the events, but every event you click uh, goes to it goes to a different time. So it says three on the one. Oh, and this one's happening now, so I can't I can't click on it anymore. That's why that's not working. Um, but like on the main page, it says, for example, in West Salem, Trump's going to be there, and it says three o'clock tomorrow. But when you click on it. Then it says four o'clock tomorrow. So just just in case anyone's just kind of looking at that generally, did they change the time? No, you got to click on it, and then the time changes from three to four. I don't know why they're just kind of giving a general time. But uh, Brad Williams, Caitlin Riley, going to be out there tomorrow. Maybe Mike Hayes too. And and I don't know how long the thing's going to go tomorrow, but. Uh, we might have reporting live from the rally itself. Or the rally will be over by 5 o'clock. I, it depends on the weather. I heard the weather's going to be decent. West Salem weather, right? Like, is it... Uh, it, could, it could be decent where, you know, Donald's not complaining about how cold it is like he was the other day. Called him Donald. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> Sounds funny. Uh, Mr. Trump. President Trump. Uh, weather tomorrow is going to be, well, 
I don't know. Is this, <laughs> is this awesome or is this, you know, Wisconsinites interpretation of, of how weather is, is going to go? Because Caitlin and I discussed this this morning, you know, well, you never know. Trump might just do like a quick 30 minute rally because it's too cold out or it's snowing like it was this weekend. But uh, Tuesday, West Salem, mostly sunny. That's good. Winds 11, 11-ish miles per hour. Uh, 10% chance of raindrops or snow. But, well, it'd be rain. Temperature, 37 degrees. So, we'll see. We'll see how that feels for Mr. President. 37 degrees. You know, for us, that's fine. I mean, this guy's living in golf courses in Florida, right? So, (laughs) we've heard him complain already. For us, 37 and sunny is like... Shorts weather almost. For some people, it is shorts weather. But 4 o'clock tomorrow, yeah. Uh, going hour by hour instead of the general weather. I'm doing a weather show today. But it, I think a lot of people might be there. Not social distancing. Uh, 4 o'clock, 35 degrees sunny. 0% chance at 4 o'clock. So still 10 mile an hour winds. But, you know, 4 to 5, 35, 34, 35 degrees sunny out. So that's good. Because in a week, it's not going to be sunny anymore at 5 o'clock if you're all, you know, we're going to change the clocks back. And I'm going to complain about that on Friday or Monday or both. The idea that when I leave the studio at night, it's going to be dark out. It's very sad to me and disappointing. Who's going to the rally? 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We'll talk about that a little bit, too, uh, in a, in, in the, at the bottom half of the hour. I got, I'm just going to try to have some fun with it. Um, but, uh, you know, before other news that happened today, uh, the recall governor, Tony Evers campaign failed today. Didn't get enough signatures needed 670,000 of them, man. I thought I really thought that that was going to happen. I thought everybody hated Tony Evers and, and we were going to, you know, I mean, he was elected not that long ago. (laughs) He won the election. So. We have to get 670,000 people to want to recall him. And it didn't happen. Misty Polchinski's Facebook post today said, It is with a heavy heart we announced that after proofing and what came in over the weekend, we have fallen short. We do not have enough signatures to turn in. (laughs) Well, you could turn them in anyway, I guess, but she doesn't want to do that because then they would become public, I guess. Um, so we're not recalling the governor. And if you read some, some of the stories, the Republicans weren't happy about trying to do that anyway, because when you do that, apparently, you know, there's some rules about, uh, under those targeted for a recall, they can raise unlimited political donations while it's active. So Evers raised a whole bunch of money. So good job. Good job letting Evers Raise a whole bunch of money during uh, the recall effort. I'm sure everyone's happy about that. And then not getting 670,000 signatures. Uh, Joe's calling in. Joe, real quick. Hey, Trump's coming to town uh, 3 o'clock tomorrow or 4 o'clock, you said? The the doors will open if there's doors. Gates? Maybe gates? I don't know. At 1 o'clock, and the rally is scheduled to start at 4. Okay. And then... Also, I hear you guys talking about a uh, pandemic. Any idea when that's supposed to show up? What's that? I didn't. I don't really know what you're saying there. 
I said, uh, you guys going to keep hearing on the news about a health pandemic and the idea when that's supposed to show up? The health pandemic? Oh, I mean, if you want to hear news about that, we had, uh, I'm sure Brad will mention this here in a minute, but, you know, uh, another person has died from COVID-19. So, yeah, it's here. We we have a pandemic. It's going on. All right, we're going to do get to Brad in the news. We'll be back after this. I was a... All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, you want to talk about the Trump rally tomorrow, are you going, what's your expectations? You know, bring those like foam, how do they, foam, yeah, styrofoam blocks to stand on like you would at a Packer game. Going to be in the bleachers at the race car track, I don't know. Um, Coming up after this show. We're going to change it up to today, tomorrow, and the next day. Uh, the 94th Assembly debate that happened. Did it happen last week, I believe? Is everything. Trying to think of when this happened. This was two weeks ago. This I think this was the first debate between. Yeah, it was two weeks ago because I had them all on last week. Republican candidate Kevin Hoyer, independent candidate Leroy Brown, and incumbent Democratic candidate and Representative Steve Doyle. So that debate is going to be played after this show. If you want to listen to those three candidates for the 94th Assembly, me and Mr. Record, Dick Record, were talking about, I've been made fun of because I get the 94th, 5th, and 6th Assemblies. Just They're just numbers in my head. Like, I'm, like the 94th is lacrosse, but it's kind of the greater lacrosse area. And this is what me and Mr. Record were talking about is, we should name these something different. Like we should have alternate names for these. So I, I, the 94th assembly district to me should be like the greater lacrosse area district or something like that. The Cooley region district. And, and then you could name and name them accordingly kind of, you know, where they're affiliated. I think that would be a better way to, you know, the 32nd Senate district could just be the same thing. Could be the lacrosse area district, lacrosse area Senate district. Um, I just think that, you know, that would just be, it would be easier on me. So, and maybe, you know, you guys could relate to it a little bit better. But uh, today, that that debate, tomorrow is going to be that Senate debate between Brad Paff and Dan Kopenke. I was in on that debate that happened last week, Tuesday. And then the third congressional debate is going to be replayed on Wednesday. And actually, it's going to be played on Wednesday afternoon as well. So you should be able to hear that debate going to be a couple opportunities Wednesday to hear the debate between Van Orden and Ron Kind for the the you know the US House debate congressional debate however you want to describe that. So coming up after the show Kevin Hoyer the Republican candidate, Leroy Brown the independent candidate and Steve Doyle the Democratic candidate and representative currently uh, in the 94th assembly debate. No commercials either. So you could just just going to go have at it so um yeah i was talking before the show before the show during before the break about the uh the evers recall not being you know not getting enough signatures i got a couple of texts here let's see if i can i can sort through them here uh brent texts in uh oh and the and the trump rally of course we're talking about brent texts in all that i want to know will the president's limo race around the track i have some information not really, but I have some, we're going to talk about that at the the bottom half of the hour here, Brent. 
And uh, he he adds, uh, FYI, they must be planning on closing 16, Highway 16, in and out of West Salem because they have signs laying in the ditch all over that the it's a detour and the road's closed. Yeah, I, I'm imagining that when the, the, the Trump limo or whatever, is it a limousine one? Is that what we're calling it? I'm sure the motorcade, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure that when, you know, probably a half hour or so before... And well, not too long after, because once he's through, he's through, right? Like we don't, we don't care. Then the road, I'm sure that the road will be closed, you know, once he lands and, and, and around that time. But, uh, before that or after that, it should be fine. I think I'm guessing. So if the rally's at four, I'm just guessing here, but I'm thinking like three fifteen, three three thirty. that's when air force one will, will be flying into the regional airport in La Crosse. And then get over to the speedway by by you know what if you get if you get down on the ground by three twenty, and head over to West Salem, and then do your stretches. I guess he could do his stretches in Air Force One, but then he's going to have to ride in that limousine for a while. Yeah, just to go out, do your vocal stretches, all the stuff that Donald Trump prepares for. Look over his notes, uh, look over you know everything that he wants to to get to the American people. The uh, the policies that he's going to have over the next four years, the health care plan that he's, you know, said he's going to reveal uh, over the last four years. What else? The COVID-19, how he's going to respond to the pandemic over the next four years, because it sounds like we'll just be in this for, you know, the entire term if he's reelected. Uh, what else do we want to know about environmental policies? Hey, he's in Wisconsin, right? Like maybe he'll bring up Foxconn. He's called it the ninth wonder of the world. It's a thing that him and Governor Scott Walker and that uh, Foxconn president, what is it, Terry Gao, something like that. uh, There's always the picture of them digging, breaking ground on Foxconn. So we can we could excitedly hope that he'll talk about how great a deal Foxconn was for Wisconsin and where we're at with that and and how much how much that's going to bring to the Wisconsin economy. I'm sure I'm sure Trump will spend. 20 minutes on Foxconn. It's the ninth wonder of the world. He said it. So, yeah, expect a lot of talk about how great Foxconn's going to be, I'm sure. Uh, we'll go to the phones here. Eric from Sparta's calling in. Eric, go ahead. You're on. Yeah, you're talking about the recall effort. I signed up for, re- I want to recall that BDI thing. But I tell you what, I'm proud of putting my name on the, on the uh, voter for that. And I damn near want my name to meet it. Put on there. Are you curious? I'm not afraid, are, I'm not afraid of no one. Now, listen to me. I got one more, one more thing for you. Rick. Well, can one I ask thing. you a question about the recall before you move on? Are you curious about how many signatures it was? There okay. were was, was 60,000 short or something like that. I forget what. But anyway, I signed it anyway, so I'm, I'm proud of that. And one more question for you now. This is really, really rich. One um, client sent this uh, uh, flyer up for. Uh, He's going to protect Social Security and all that stuff. Well, everybody's going to protect Social Security. The point is, I was reading this thing, and there's a thing called franking, and, and, and a fine, fine print on it says, this mailing was prepared, published, and mailed at taxpayer expense. So like free advertising to me. Yep, that's uh, definitely the same, same thing my congressional candidate slash congressman has been in kind of in trouble for uh, Jim Hagedorn in Minnesota's, I believe, first district. Sorry, Main Street guy, I'm not going to my own district. I don't even know. Um, yeah, using using uh, 
a lot of campaign money, more campaign money than anybody else <laughs> to send out flyers. And then the kind of a crooked way of doing it is having people on his staff use family members that uh, get paid to send out these flyers. Pretty interesting. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm not excited to see like taxpayer money on the flyers sent out to my home, even though what is it going to be a couple thousand bucks and in the long run, it's, it's, it's pennies, but also enough with the, the mail-in flyers. I think we're all kind of sick of those. Uh, all right. We got a couple of calls here. Uh, Scott's calling in. Scott, go ahead, man. Hey, um, am I going to be able to get to Linda's tomorrow afternoon? Are they even open? I, I don't. What's Lin, Linda's? Linda's and uh, Big Boar. I mean, come on. They're going to send a big plate of Big Boar over for Trump? You might like that. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. Come uh, on. Linda's is right down the street. The bakery, man. It's the... And, it's world class down there in West Salem. Okay, well, I, I, I mean, the only thing I do in West Salem is play volleyball at Features. So, well, keep going sometime and pick yourself up an eclair. <laughs> I guess I play basketball at the high school there sometimes too. But yeah, you've never been to Linda's Bakery. Uh, I'm not a big bakery person. I know. I understand. You can get a piece of Melba toast or something. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be uh, sending Trump any food. I feel like the Secret Service will have to taste test it, right? We're doing that for our leaders now in case it's poison. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> right, well, thanks. hey, have a good night, okay? Thanks, Scott. All right. Uh, one more call before we go to, to another news break. Uh, caller, who's this? Diane. Hey, Dan, you're on the air. Go ahead. Well, you know, um, President Trump, is our he is our president, and I really think that we should respect the office. He's had four years that he's been really had some tough times. Whether you're for him or against him, he is what the people elected. And who they elect the next time, that's fine. But I really think that this is not teaching our young ones respect for the office of the president of the United States. What about uh what about the what about the rest of the candidates? Well, I think that you should respect them, too. I think that, that whether you want uh, you Doyle or you want uh, whoever, that's your choice. It's your choice to vote, but I think that we should respect who the people vote into office. And when, when you, you know, say he's, he's had tough times, what, what exactly are you, what do you mean, Donald Trump? Well, I mean that people, the, the press has been on him, there's been negativism, you know, it's just been one thing right after another, and I'm not seeing whether I'm Democrat or Republican. It doesn't make any difference. I just think that you go and you cast your vote, and that's your choice, and then you have an opportunity to say yes or no, but it's been just one thing right after another, and I hope whoever is elected this next time that things will settle down a little bit and maybe show a little respect for the, the position. All right. Thanks, Diane. Thanks for the call. We got to respect whoever's in the office, and uh, the press can't be mean to them. Or maybe they bring that on themselves. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun with the president after this. Not not directly because he's not calling in or anything. But uh, we'll be back. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news, and then we'll be back to talk about Lacrosse Motor Speedway and Donald Trump. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Donald Trump's going to be in town-ish tomorrow. He's going to be in West Salem tomorrow. He's going to be at the Lacrosse Fairgrounds Speedway. And 
I don't know if you want to call it breaking news, but the Lacrosse Times did break this story, the headline, to avoid COVID-19 spread, Trump to give Lacrosse Speedway address at 124 miles per hour. Now, the, the, the quote here says the president feels very strongly that even if he's somehow still shedding the virus, no one will be in danger as long as his car is going fast enough apart from the driver. Well, we've got a driver who races at the Lacrosse Fairground Speedway. She's a late model driver. She's got the number 68 car, number 68 KQ 98 Z93 Eckelberg family racing stock car. Mandy McKinney, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Now, has the Donald Trump campaign reached out to you? I know he's going to be racing around in a car, delivering his speech. Has, has anyone reached out to you from the campaign to uh, to have him ride in your car? You know, I'm a little offended they haven't reached out yet. Maybe they will in the morning, though. Yeah, it's the way these things go, it's a lot of last-minute things. I, I feel like, you know, maybe by, by 10 o'clock you should know whether or not. And, and you haven't heard anything from other drivers, huh? Not yet. I do see he was pictured in Clement's old Kachow number eight sportsman car. So, I mean, maybe he's reached out to that team. Um, I mean, at least for a media release, right? Now, now, if if it so happens that Trump does ride around in your car delivering that campaign speech tomorrow at the fairground speedway in West Salem, uh, you, you, there's no passenger seats in these cars, right? Correct. So, will you be? Will you install some kind of seat, or will you like the picture shows? Will he just? Will he just poke the podium out of the passenger window and and deliver the speech like that? Well, there's not even room for a uh, chair or a seat or anything, unfortunately. So he's just going to have to hang out and hang on tight if he wants to ride in the car. It'll be kind of like my dog when she rides shotgun with me. She just sticks her head out the window. That that that's kind of the best. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, all serious aside, like. The, the car, cars don't go 124 miles per hour at the fairground speedway, do they? No, I mean, um, the late model division is definitely the fastest division out there um, for a weekly series. And they can top 100 miles an hour for sure. Um, some of those drivers you see in the top five on a weekly basis, absolutely. Now, do you, you've, you've raced out there this summer. How were crowds out there? How, how was it this summer, you know, with COVID and social distancing and, and people, I don't know, were the crowds bigger, smaller? What did you think? Um, I think they were about average for what you get for any other typical season. Um, with it being an outdoor event, it was nice because you were outside and you had that fresh air coming and there was plenty of room. If you've never been out to the Speedway, there's plenty of room for not only sitting on the bleachers, but there's grass space to set out blankets or folding chairs. Um, if you wear masks, many people you saw attending wearing masks. The staff were great. The staff all were all abiding to the CDC rules and guidelines and had plexiglass and masks and different things to follow along and ensure that everybody was comfortable and safe. Now, the story here in the Cross Times says the only the driver won't be safe because, you know, Trump had COVID <laughs> and we never know how this COVID thing works. So will you install at least some plexiglass in your car so when he's riding shotgun, you won't get the virus? Oh, absolutely. And we'd have a <laughs> um, our racing helmet on, so I would hope that the helmet, is, if it's safe enough to or thick enough to protect you, in a collision, I'm hoping it's safe enough to protect you from the COVID virus as well. All right, Mandy, also wear a mask under that helmet just to be extra safe because you don't want to be giving other people the virus. 
Right. I have a nice checkered flag mask that I'll be sure to pack and take along with me. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for, for joining me. And, and give give us a call if uh, if it so happens the news breaks that Donald Trump will be riding in your number 68 KQ98 Z93 Eckelberg family racing stock car tomorrow. You guys will be the first to know. <laughs> All right. That's Manny McKinney, uh, stock car racer out there at West Salem. Clearly hopeful that Donald Trump is going to pick her car to ride around. If you haven't seen this uh, Lacrosse Times, just go to that website. It's an Onion website, obviously, if nobody could pick that up. Uh, don't think Donald Trump will be riding around in a stock car, but you never know. It would be kind of a cool, like, not not to actually, not the way they depict it, but, you know, to have him maybe up there with some stock cars. I mean, he seems to enjoy uh, the 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 grandioso of the, of stuff like that, right? Like whether it's, it's riding in a truck or, you know, calling out gentlemen, start your engines at the, what was it? The Daytona 500 Daytona five. I think that's what, what it was. Uh, all right. We're going to go back to the phones. Caller. Who's this? Yeah, this is Bob Rick. Hey Bob, go ahead. You're on yeah. the air, man. Yeah. Well, I just thought we'd change it up a little bit on the second half of the show. The town of Campbell citizens over here wondering where the town board is concerning the possibility of contaminated wells over here. Nobody's heard anything from them. I think it's time that they step up and uh, do something to uh, move forward with this to protect the citizens over here. But we haven't heard nothing, so uh, maybe uh, being on the air here, why maybe that'll stir up some interest on their part and, uh, you know, they'll communicate with the people over here so we know what they're going to do to, you know, protect these people over here. Are you getting your well tested, Bob? Um, I haven't heard nothing yet. Oh, I thought they were given free. You could go get get a test to do your well. Uh, they're supposed to be sending out letters. The city is, yeah. Okay. So I haven't got one, but um, like I say, it's a deal where we're wondering, uh, you know, what their position is and what they're going to do to, you know, protect us over here. Yeah, and the, and the, the contamination comes from the uh, from the airport, right? The PFAS. Yep, that's what we were told. Yeah, maybe there's other contaminants in there, too, for all we know. Sure. All right, Bob, thanks for the call. Yep, that was, that was a story we had. I was, um, I think, a week or two ago, uh, the city uh, looking into PFAS firefighting foam, right? It's kind of easier to say, right? Firefighting foam. Uh, contamination in those wells that's maybe been going on for a while. I will go back to the phone. Caller, who's, who's this? This is number three. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You headed out to the Speedway tomorrow? No way. It's too cold outside. <laughs> too cold. Yeah, 37, 35 degrees I think it's going to be. I haven't got my snowmobile outfit out yet. Anyway, I think our Honorable Mayor, Mr. Cabot, should go up and meet the Donald tomorrow at the airport, and then he could show him our $2 million car wash. <laughs> okay, you're really worried about that car. I mean, maybe the limousine will go right through the car wash. Right, you know? I, they wouldn't want to run it through there. They might get scratched up. That that looks good when it left. I kind of wonder. I kind of wonder how the, uh, the does the uh, the Trump campaign bring their bring like a, their own limousine or do they rent one? Or do they bring like some kind of Air well, Force they, jet? They bring the big armored tank right along with them. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That seems kind of weird, but I guess you got to be super safe. It's the president. Well, they got to have something that can stand everything, you know. So, no, they bring it right along with them. So, but uh, maybe they could run both of those 
I mean, the Trump campaign does still, as far as I know, I did email the police and ask. I haven't got a response yet. The Trump campaign does still owe the city of La Crosse Police Department about $10,000. So from 2016 and from Pence's visit at Dairyland. So uh, well, I wonder if Trump will hand the check over this tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure he will. They, could, they should send uh, old Mike Abraham up there. He'd get it from him. <laughs> He'd get a strong arm in for it? Rob's dad. Mike yep. could get the money. All right. Thanks for the call. And four. All right. All right. We're going to take another quick break. Brad's going to come in here and, and kind of break down some histor- history of presidential visits and the rundown. He called the West Salem town board chair, I think, some somebody like that, and, and talked to talk to them about how uh, everything's going to go tomorrow during Trump's campaign visit, the, the mega rally. All right. We'll be back in a minute after that. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Brad Williams in the studio with me now. But Brad's going to give us a little bit of a rundown of the possibly, unless he can't talk because the microphone doesn't work for whatever reason. Boom. There we go. Boom. All right. So you you said you go back to 1976. Uh, uh, Ford Motor Company. No, not oh. Ford Motor Company. You, you young whippersnappers, you <laughs> no was, one thing from the other. I was negative two in 1976, but your yeah. your uh, your history. First of- time that I saw a president, a, a a sitting president in person, 1976, the Sawyer Auditorium, which is where the uh, health department is now. In downtown La Crosse. Okay, COVID test going on there for another yeah. ten minutes. And that that was. Uh, that was before the April primary, so there were a lot of people there, and uh, and he drew a, a big crowd. Gerald Ford did, and he said, "I'm. It's great to be in God's country, in the number one city uh, tonight." Because uh, Lacrosse had just been named the number one small city in America, on, in a survey. So that was uh, something. So that was quite impressive. So that has sort of started a, a string of presidents coming to Lacrosse. Before that, you had to go back to. Well, Harry Truman, and uh, even then before that, like Teddy Roosevelt, and they they did. What, what year was Truman? Then? Truman was uh, what, he what was campaigning was in '48. He was campaigning for a full term. He was doing the whistle stop campaign, on, right. so but mainly here. he uh, he didn't stop in Lacrosse at that time to make a speech. He went to Winona and he went to Sparta. But didn't stop in lacrosse. All right, so we went like three, thirty years almost without a presidential visit between Truman and Ford. Right, and, and we and we did have candidates. We certainly had candidates here. Nixon and uh, Kennedy uh, both campaigned here in nineteen sixty. Okay. Before either one of them was elected president. Do you have like so. a most memorable one visit well, that I, you've seen? I would uh, certainly the first one that I had seen uh, Ford being that. Now we have also uh, had. Uh, the first President Bush was out at the airport uh, the weekend. He, he stayed at the Holiday Inn, the old Holiday Inn on the Pike. Halloween night of 1992, right before the election. This is the election where he was facing off against Bill Clinton and Ross Perot. And he briefly went to the airport, you know, had, had, had a rally there before he left on Air Force One. Uh, Bill Clinton had the big rally in front of the Lacrosse Center in 1998. This was two days after he said, I did not have sexual relations. <laughs> that was, that was course, strange and, timing. And and then uh, the and last I, one was uh, Barack Obama five years ago at UWL. And as a candidate, of course, you watched Hillary Clinton try to drink a beer. 
Yes, I did. I was I, I was taking video. That's like uh, looks okay to me. I don't I don't know what people are complaining about, but yeah, uh, a little frothy. A little yeah, frothy. yeah, but yeah, that was up at the uh, Pearl Street Brewery. All right, so and, uh, she she actually was in Wisconsin in 2016. People trying to make you think that she wasn't. She wasn't here during the fall campaign. I right. don't know why that makes a difference. But. It totally totally makes all the difference. Um, all right, so <laughs> right. can you kind of give us the rundown? You talked to the West Salem Village administrator. What what do people need to know with the Trump rally tomorrow? Is it the the uh, two areas where there's going to be restrictions? Of course, uh, if they're uh, bringing the president in from the airport, uh, they're going to be coming by way uh, most likely of of County Highway M which is uh, coming up to 16 right there at the fairgrounds in the Speedway area. So that's going to be blocked off County Highway M and also some restrictions on 16 right there as well. But uh, we're told there won't be restrictions on on I-90. Did they say anything about, you know, just if the doors open at 1, maybe start get start getting out there at about noon or just Well, I think people will do that anyway, yeah. so Okay. Uh, people understand that if it's uh, a four o'clock event, as this is supposed to be, then then they'll uh, go out there accordingly. All right. Thanks, Brad. Okay. Brad Williams, Wisdom News. He'll be out there tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see how the trip rally goes and and whether or not uh, it finishes by five, and and we'll, we get we can have Brad or maybe Mike Hayes will be out there or Caitlin Riley. All three of them are going to be out there. They can call in and and kind of give us the uh, the rundown. Maybe. Uh, some of you can call in and and tell me what it was all about. All right, coming up after, coming up at the top of the hour. Well, after the news at the top of the hour, uh, the debate between the ninety fourth assembly debate uh, between Kevin Hoyer, Republican candidate Leroy Brown, and incumbent Steve Doyle.